Hello, and welcome to the Limitless Possibilities podcast, episode number 13. I really appreciate you being here. I hope you're all having a great week so far, been able to enjoy the beautiful weather around the world, been able to stay hydrated so that your muscles don't give up on yourself, and just been able to kind of continue really finding things to keep yourself happy, whether that be reading, doing some journaling, doing some meditation, whatever it is that's going to be able to kind of release some of that stress from our lives that we all find ourselves under, and just being able to kind of find happiness, spending time with family and friends in any situation where you're able to. I'm really glad that you're here. I'm very excited for you guys to hear today's interview. I think whether you're a person that really enjoys traveling or maybe you've thought about traveling or just a person that really has thought about taking a leap, but you're maybe kind of looking for that next, I guess, push to jump off that cliff and kind of take that jump into the next level of water or life or whatever you want to transition and call it. I really think that the interview today has some great things. A quote that I heard over the past couple of days and I've really been thinking a lot about, and I think it's very highly applicable to today's interview and just some of the things that today's guest Janelle talks about is there's only one thing that makes a dream impossible to achieve, and that's honestly the true fear of failure. And if you really think about that, no matter what we do in life, fear is a construct of our own mind. So we're afraid to step up on stage and we're afraid to tell our boss that we want to raise. We're afraid to tell our significant other that we're not happy with the mode of routine that you're in of watching Netflix or whatever the case is. Sometimes we're so afraid of failing that we don't take that. But when we take that transitional leap into the possibility of failure, one of two things is going to happen. It's going to come out even better than we ever imagined, or we're going to get a rejection. But if we never take that step, you're never going to know. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I truly have learned and I'm constantly trying to continue learning is how important that is to really view in our own lives. Because if we don't take that step, are we going to be that person 20, 25 years down the road where we say, oh, I wish I would have done this or hopefully not. But are we going to turn into that person that points fingers at other people that said, oh, you held me back or you did this or you did this when really it was all our own selves. So by not taking that re- leap or taking that impossible step to try and achieve something, we let the fear of failure from our own selves hold us back. And I really love the concepts that Janelle talks about in the interview today, as she talks about kind of being in a comfort bubble and not really doing something that she was passionate about, but doing something because it was the safe. And I think that's oftentimes for a lot of us, we find that safe zone and we want to stay inside of it because I will fully admit this, stepping outside of that comfort zone can be scary as hell. But in any situation that I've been in, where I've allowed myself to step outside of that, it has helped me grow personally, emotionally, mentally, physically in so many ways. I've been able to kind of find myself now into a situation where I'm not really so scared against that because I'm more scared of living a life that I'm not going to be happy with or I'm not going to be fulfilled with. And I really hope that all of you are able to transition into that because I really believe thinking limitlessly is something that helps us get there. And at the end of the day, whether it be my stories or the stories of those people around us and the people that I've done interviews with really helps influence us moving forward. And that's why I wanted to start this podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Omai Apparel. You can find them at teamomai.com. So it's T-E-A-M. O-H-M-Y.com. 
head on over there. They've got some great apparel. And for those of you that don't know, Team OMI stands for obviously team, but the acronym OMI stands for Out Hustle My Yesterday. And I really love that acronym. As an athlete, of course, I love it. But just in any facet of life, if you think whether you believe in the concept of compounding or you believe in the concept of 1% growth, whatever structure that you believe in that helps you find that inner direction every single day, if we can do one thing better than our previous day, we're going to continue to get better. There's the 1% growth. There is also compounding. The book that I talked about on Monday with Atomic Habits touches on all of those great points, and it really is something that is so significant. And I, for a long time, thought, ah, you know, that's such hogwash, so to say, that yesterday, uh, I can be better than my yesterday, and that makes me better every single day. Well, being a young, naive person, as we all tend to sometimes be, I didn't fully understand it. It wasn't until I really delved more into it that I've seen significant growth in myself personally. My relationships have become better, but I've also been able to protect my own health confidence and my own mindset and perspective. And it's been so amazing because one of the biggest things that we have to do is being able to protect ourselves. And if we instill those habits in ourselves and we instill that true belief in ourselves, we're not going to expand our boundaries to let somebody in that is going to take advantage of us. Our boundaries are going to be what keeps those people out. And I really think that that is such a major part. So if you're a person that's stuck or you're a person that is maybe trying to figure out what your boundaries should be, really go within yourself. And if it, you're in a situation where you need to make a change, look at it in this aspect. Is it something that is going to improve your life or is it something that's going to push your boundaries to maybe being uncomfortable because it's going against your moral beliefs or it's going against your honest feeling, gut feelings? And I really think that energies are such a big thing. And if you've been a constant listener, you'll understand what I'm saying, because I really believe that energy is the life force for all of us. We all have an energy. It matters how we output it. Those around us are going to feed off our energy or adversely, we're going to feed off of theirs. So really be careful about protecting yourself with who you surround yourself, what you allow to influence into your life. And very honestly, be cautious of expanding your boundaries because it can lead to sometimes getting stepped on or taken advantage of. And that's not something that any of us want to deal with. I'm very excited again for you to be here. Really excited for you guys to hear the interview. And I'll catch you on the other side. All right. All right. Next on the Limitless Possibilities podcast, we have a female that is from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, graduated from the University of Lethbridge with a bachelor's in management and accounting, is a chartered professional accountant, participated in the CrossFit Games, and currently resides in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. You can find her on Instagram at Jen underscore LL. Welcome to the show, Janelle Longer. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So how is everything going right now? Obviously, the transition with the current state in the world. What have you been doing to kind of keep yourself busy? Obviously, to stay on top of the mental game. What have you been up to? Yeah, it's been weird here in Dubai. We went into a very strict lockdown for a little while. Um, We had a period of time where you actually needed a permit to leave your house and you were only allowed to leave once every three days for 90 minutes to go get essentials. So it's been pretty locked up for a while. Um, We're kind of going back to normal now, but 
yeah, during the during the lockdown, I was kind of just doing a lot of uh, self-improvement, running stairs in my building, trying to eat healthy. I didn't really get on the banana banana bread bandwagon. Um, <laughs> I was doing a lot of reading and I did a few online courses. So yeah, just trying to keep busy and actually stay productive during the whole thing. Which is such a huge thing. I, I know some of the conversation that we've had is, you know, the mental mental state right now, the unknowns, it's really easy to slip into a a dark space if you're not careful. Is there anything that has really been crucial for you? Have you been doing reading? Have you been doing any journaling or meditation or just really trying to just, as you said, focusing on the exercise as an outlet? Yeah, kind of a combination of, of all of the above. I was really shocked at how quickly the days were going by once I got into a good routine. So I, yeah, I kind of made a point to, um, challenge myself by running stairs every day and get better at it all the time. So I saw a big improvement actually in my fitness when I was doing that. But um, yeah, I was doing a lot of reading just on, um, I'm kind of trying to shift my career. So I was doing a lot of reading on um, entrepreneurial mindset and stuff like that and money management and things of that nature. And then I did a lot of journaling because I know that this is going to be a weird time that we'll probably look back on in our lives. And it'll be kind of cool to look back and, and read what was going through your mind at each stage and how things were progressing as they were happening. So yeah, it was, it was a combination of trying to be physically active, trying to learn new things, trying to better myself. And yeah, I was really surprised at how quickly the days just flew by. They went by slowly and quickly at the same time. It's hard to explain. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a weird, it's a weird phase, right? It feels like yeah. for some, some aspects, it feels like it's been a year and then some aspects, it feels like it's been a couple of weeks for sure. It's a, Definitely. It's a strange exactly. thing. So kind of starting at the beginning, obviously being from Calgary, had you always looked at leaving to go to school at somewhere else or what kind of took you to Lethbridge? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, until I was about, yeah, when I graduated high school, I had never really done anything remarkable in terms of traveling or living in new, like I've always grown up in Alberta. I've never left Alberta. Um, I chose the University of Lethbridge because my dad actually wanted me to go to McGill, but I chose Lethbridge because it was close enough to my hometown that I could drive home whenever I wanted, but far enough that I didn't have to live with my parents. So that was literally the reason I chose to go to the U of L. <laughs> um, and yeah, I had no, at that point, no desire to leave my friends and family. I didn't want to live with my parents, but I didn't, I was like really attached to my group of friends and didn't want to stray too far at that point. So that's why I chose University of Lethbridge. Yeah. Kind of being in that safe bubble and uh, yeah, staying, with definitely. The, staying in the, as you said, the close enough contact that you're at arm's reach, but you're still away a little bit for sure. Exactly. So what kind of drew you to management and accounting? Was there a, a person that inspired you to that? Or was that kind of just something that you saw and you're like, Hey, this is a, a good or safe option to head towards? Yeah, that was the safe option. Um, my dad is in business and he, now that I've done all this um, reading and work on different mindsets and stuff, I'm realizing that I chose accounting just because I wanted that safe, 
safe route in my life, like having a normal schedule, the nine to five, the, the reliable paycheck. I knew I was never going to be super rich, but I just wanted to be comfortable and, and enjoy my life outside of work. So yeah, I do. I, I honestly feel like I chose my career for all the wrong reasons, but um, yeah, I ended up in, in accounting for just fear of taking a risk, I suppose you could say. But. Yeah, and that's that's something that I think as young adults or just people growing, we we tend to go to that safe bubble, right? To step out of that comfort or comfort zone or that circle of comfort is really difficult. So obviously, going through that, you stayed in that field for a while. You worked at one of the biggest energy companies in Canada, working in Calgary for Husky. How was that as far as? just your, your growth as a person, do you think that helped you or was that kind of the light that's set to where you're at now? Um, good question. I, part of me regrets it. Part of me is thankful that it happened because I feel like, um, if I could go back and redo it, I would probably redo things completely differently. I would go into a completely different profession. I would take more of a risk in my professional life, but I also feel like it made me realize uh, what I really, it made me kind of grow a lot differently, I suppose you could say, mm-hmm. that I now I am now thankful for the catalyst to move into something that I will actually love as opposed to just being stuck. I see so many people just stuck in their careers and don't do anything about it. They kind of just accept their status quo. I'm thankful that I've found it inside of me to try to make a change in my life. But yeah, it's, it's a weird combination of, um, if I could redo it, I would probably do it a lot differently, but also I'm thankful that it happened. (laughs) Was there, was there one thing that kind of, helped you come to that realization that, Hey, maybe what I'm doing isn't something that I necessarily am going to be passionate or okay with for the rest of my life. Or was there a situation that happened? I don't think it was a, there was a turning point at any time. I think I always knew that I was going into accounting when I was in university, I kind of bounced around from a few different majors. And then I decided that I was, I needed to focus on one thing. So that's kind of, and I was good at the intro accounting classes. That's kind of how I ended up in accounting. So yeah, I I knew I was never passionate about it. And even going into the workforce, I knew that it was just not what I had always dreamed of doing. But again, it was more just this, I know I'll always be in demand. My career will always be in demand. I know that I'll always have a transferable skill. I'll always have a job. I'll always have a steady paycheck. That was what I wanted at the time. That's not what I want anymore. But yeah, I don't think there was a defining moment. But um, my brother is a pilot, for example, and just seeing him follow me and do something that he's really passionate about and he pursued something totally different kind of did make me realize that um, because he had the exact same opportunity as me really. So um, just seeing him pursue something completely different was kind of eye opening, but yeah, again, no pivotal moment, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say. So then after working there for around four and a half years, you take the leap to leave your job and not only leave your job, but leave the country. What kind of went into that process? Was there a lot of back and forth of deciding, hey, is it a good idea? Uh, you know, should I just stay in that safe bubble? 
kind of talk about the process and maybe kind of how that made you feel when you're going through that. Yeah. So, um, like I said, when I went into university, I really had no experience traveling or moving around or living anywhere other than in Alberta. And, um, it was a trip to Thailand. I think I was kind of a late bloomer in the traveling, um, side of things. So I think it was when I was 22 that I, 22 or 23 that I went on my first international trip to Thailand. And that was the, that was when I realized that, um, I don't just want this life where I get a job and buy a house and do all the normal things. Like I really wanted to travel and see things, um, in the rest of the world. So then I just kind of became obsessed with this idea of living abroad, but I never really, I think I talked about it a lot and never really took any actions. And also I had all these excuses in my head of why I couldn't do it, like the visa and the getting a job and going somewhere where there might be a language barrier, things like that. So um, I think I talked about it for a really long time and never actually did anything about it. And then I went to Dubai on vacation in 2017. And it was like the moment I landed, I just knew it just felt like I needed to be there. So that's when I kind of, uh, it was like the moment I got home from that trip. I started applying for jobs. I was doing video interviews in the middle of the night. Um, I went back to Dubai a couple times to do interviews in person and I just became so fixated on this idea. My parents have always said I'm really stubborn in that when I find, when I decide I'm doing something, like I do not stop until Mm -hmm. it happens. So I, yeah, I went to pretty great lengths and I mean, every time you make a little bit of progress, like I would apply for jobs and, um, when you don't hear anything back, you get kind of discouraged. But then when you get a call, you get super excited about it and you, it just kind of gives you momentum to keep going. And then, yeah, it got to a point where I was flying to Dubai to go for interviews and stuff. And then it finally happened. And then, I don't know, it was just, um, it all happens one step at a time. Like moving to Dubai sounds like a huge, scary feat, but it just kind of, it was one thing at a time and it just kind of snowballed. And the next thing I know I'm in Dubai and here we are. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think for a lot of people listening, um, to understand, to circle back to what you said, where it it can look like a, a, a huge mountain to climb, but if you do it process by process, it's actually an easier thing on us. Do you think that by having that goal and by saying, this is what I want and staying focused on that, it allowed you to pull a lot of good things towards yourself. Whereas if you would have been even dabbling slightly in the negative and being like, ah, I don't know if I really want this. Do you think it would have happened the same way for yourself? A hundred percent. Um, so I'm sure we're going to talk about this more in a little while, but I have quit my accounting job and I'm trying to, um, kind of take a new turn in my career and I'm having a lot of struggles with self doubt and, um, yeah, just wondering, like kind of like an imposter syndrome of switching into a new industry and, um, stuff like that. And I just, I feel, I feel determined, but I also feel a little bit held back by my own, my, my own self. And, when I was moving to Dubai, I don't know, I got this, um, just this wave of determination that I was, I wasn't going to stop until it happened. And I just kept going and going and, and 
people were in my ear chattering like, you're crazy. You're going to the Middle East. Are you insane? Like, do you know what? do you know what it's like over there? And, mm -hmm. and it, in my mind, I was like, you don't, you don't know what it's like over there. I do. So, um, yeah, I didn't let other people's opinions kind of deter me, but, um, yeah, in my career, I feel like it's a little bit different. So I'm struggling with that, but it's making me realize a lot how much your, just your mindset and your determination has a lot to do with, um, achieving things that you mm -hmm. want. Yeah. And to be able to continue on that, positive path of where you're at. And you said, obviously you've branched out where you're leaving your other job and you're pursuing other opportunities. Do you think that all of the growth that you went through, just being able to take the leap to go to Dubai has helped you stay? Of course we battle back and forth a little bit, positive, negative, but it's helped you stay on more of a positive path because you truly see how powerful your mind or how powerful your thinking can be. Absolutely. That's actually the reason I decided that I could change my career is because, because I, I did move to Dubai and it was, um, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, if I can move to the Middle East by myself and that worked, that turned out to be the best decision of my life, then why, what is stopping me from transitioning out of a career that I don't like? Like, I feel like it's even more common for people to just change jobs than it is for people to move across the globe. So that's always been the driving factor behind, um, yeah, me going after the career that I want at this point, I would say. So to touch on just facing fears and kind of taking that leap, obviously you've done skydiving and you've done a situation that I think would scare a lot of people. Talk about your experience, not, of, not only becoming a certified diver, but diving with sharks. Yes. Um, I think I've always been kind of, uh, an adrenaline seeker, I would say, but, um, yeah, when I moved here, that was one of my goals was to become a certified diver. And I just, sometimes I feel like I'm missing that thing inside of me that tells me that something might be dangerous. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. That's never really scared me. I don't think like <laughs> I just saw the sharks. They were whale sharks, by the way. So not the dangerous kind by any means. But um, as soon as I saw them in the water, it was my dream come true to go swimming with whale sharks. So I just dove right in and the rest is history. And yeah, I do really want to go cage diving, but um, that's been put on hold until this virus blows over. <laughs> So maybe you said that uh, trip going cage diving, maybe talk about what that experience was going to be like. Cause I think for some people that maybe don't necessarily understand what cage diving entails, you see it on movies and you see what, you know, it's portrayed to be like, but obviously in reality, things are a lot different. Yeah. Again, that's been one of my, my top bucket list item for, I don't even know, 10 years at least it's been something I've always, always wanted to do. Um, and again, just in my new life, I've just decided that when I, when there's some, I just, I don't want to be the person that talks about some, doing something and then never gets around to doing it. So, um, yeah, cage diving is, uh, the best place to do it apparently is in Mexico. So I had booked a trip for this summer to go cage diving with great white sharks. Um, 
the season is at the end of the summer, apparently, to go at the best time. So I was all ready to do that. And then, yeah, this whole virus kind of threw that plan off of the rails for a little while, but it's just postponed. So um, still definitely on my list of things to do. So, yeah. And is, is that, have you rescheduled that for the future? Or is that kind of still up in the air, obviously, with the current situation in the world? Yeah, it's still up in the air. I want to go during the right season to see the biggest ones that they have going through. So um, hopefully next summer I can reschedule, but we will see what all happens. I'm not sure with this whole travel bans and everything else. So yeah, it's up in the air at this point, but I am going to do it at some point in time. Yeah. And we'll definitely do some follow up to, to hear how that trip yeah. went and to hear where everything else is at. To circle back where you're talking about, a lot of people get stuck in a situation of maybe having a predisposition belief on something. So a lot of people have a disposition or belief on the Middle East or on Dubai. What is one or two common myths about Dubai? There are so many. Oh my God. First of all, I am allowed to drive. I've heard that one before. That's outrageous. I guess Saudi. Yes. That's more of a thing. Um, I think that, I don't know, people, people have a very, very wrong view of the Middle East. Um, Yes. Like the locals, their culture is to cover up and wear the like wear their traditional clothing, but they don't expect expats to do that at all. Like if you go to the mall, you're supposed to be respectful and cover your shoulders and whatever, but um, it's very liberal here. People are very open-minded. I think that one of the common myths about Dubai is that like if you spit your gum out on the street, you go to jail for 30 (laughs) years, um, which is not true. They do have a lot of rules that they could um, enforce if, but they don't that like, if you, if you're being obnoxious, then they have all these things that they could pull out and you could get in trouble for really random things. But, um, overall the it's, it was not a big culture shock to move here. Um, it's more of a respect thing. You respect the locals and their culture and their norms and everything else, but they really do not, it's not a different lifestyle. I wouldn't say like people think it is. Yeah. And and that's something that I was interested to hear and for you to share with everybody too, as well, is that we do hear a lot of, you know, stories of, oh, you know, things are this way or this way of places that we've never been. And for somebody that's obviously lived there, you can share light onto it. What has been the hardest part of transitioning to live there? Um, that's another very good question. I think that um, the hardest thing is, first of all, just being here on my own. So I still fully have the support of my friends and family, but they're in a complete opposite time zone. And yeah. just things like moving, finding an apartment, um, buying a car, buying furniture, um, things like that are, I'm doing it all, it's all trial and error. And um, Dubai is just, it's such a new, it's such a new economy, I guess, in comparison that, um, they're, they are behind on a lot of things. So they just don't have the, the, the structure that we had, the rules and the structure that we had over in Canada. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes 
getting small tasks done is really, really frustrating. Like if you need to go get your Emirates ID renewed, they ask for a few documents and then you bring them the documents and then they have an old, a whole set of other documents that they need and you just kind of get run around in circles a lot. So um, yeah, I think that sometimes it's really frustrating to get small things done that you took for granted in Canada. But um, yeah, overall, I think the biggest adjustment has just been being completely on my own, getting everything done without the help of my family, mostly. Yeah. And so just to kind of continue off of that point as well, obviously being on your own and going through it, do you think kind of having that open mindset of being able to take a risk has helped you be more sustainable to transitioning into that? And I ask because obviously taking the risk of moving there is a big step. But if you weren't completely open to just engulfing yourself in the culture, it'd be really easy to kind of wilt back and go back and be like, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I'm not willing to push through this. Kind of talk about your process of being able to just embrace the suck essentially and just continue. Forward. Yeah. <laughs> Embracing the suck is a really good way to put that. Um, yeah. I think that moving over here, I knew there was going to be challenges. I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I was ready for that. Um, and Again, I think that people on the outside looking in think it's a lot more challenging than it has been because I, uh, Dubai is a city full of expats. So as soon as I moved here, it was, I mean, st starting a new job is scary, but I was starting a new job with other people who have been through exactly what I've been through. And um, I do feel like there's a culture here where people get it, where everyone has gone through the same transition and... Right. Um, it's a very transitional place and it's very easy to meet people. And I, like, I had a group of friends really easily here and people kind of just like, as much as I'm on my own, I'm not like, I have a lot of people that just understand what the struggles are and they just, everyone kind of just helps each other. And, but yeah, definitely the, I was prepared for a lot of challenges and, it hasn't deterred me at all from, from pushing forward at all. Yeah. When you met that, that group of people that you referred to within your circle, was that by you reaching out to them or did they reach out to you? The reason why I'm asking is just because I think for a lot of people, it's really easy to look at and say, my situation sucks and nobody else is going through it. But maybe by, as we said, embracing the suck and being like, you know what, I'm going through this, but maybe try to find another way you were able to easily connect or more easily connect with those people. Yeah, I've met lots of different people, different ways. I do. So when I decided to move to Dubai, I did not know a single soul in this whole city. Um, when I kind of put it out there that I was trying to get a job in Dubai, I actually had some friends in Calgary who were like, Oh, I, I know someone there you should meet up with so-and-so. So that's actually how I made my first couple of friends. And they both happened to be from Calgary as well, ironically. So yeah, when I came to Dubai for interviews, I met up with my two friends um, that I met through people in Calgary. So that's how I kind of, um, that was how I established my friend group to begin with, I suppose, mm -hmm. but it also, had I not known them going into it, I still would have just had the open mind of like, I've never had an issue in my life meeting, like making friends. I've always made friends at work or 
um, school or whatever the case may be. So I kind of, I had the confidence that I would be fine in the whole friend making situation. Um, and then when I got here, actually both of those friends have now left, as I said, Dubai is quite transitional. So, um, along the way I've met friends at the gym. I met, I'm friends with the people I work with. Um, but again, I do feel like Dubai is quite an open-minded city where everyone's gone through the same thing. And there's so many activities you can do or groups you can join or events you can attend. And it's quite easy to put yourself out there if you, if you try, mm-hmm. if you try it pretty easy. Yeah. And I, and I think that regardless of where you're at in the world, I think that is such a, a, a pivotal point and, and something that can be passed on to anybody that's listening yeah. is that having that open mind and just being willing to put yourself out there, right, is uh, is a huge thing. You'll, you'll always yeah. find reasons to not do things. And, mm-hmm. and that's something that I appreciate about your story is that you can, of, of course, talk yourself out of moving to Dubai. You could have talked yourself out of going through the crappy situation, could have talked yourself out of getting to where you're at. And you talked about leaving your job and now branching out. Of course, you'd said earlier on that with the accounting, you'd kind of known it was a safe thing. And maybe that wasn't necessarily what you'd want to do. During this transition period of being there, has it really opened your eyes up to being like, I want something different? And has there been anybody that you've taken on as a mentor to kind of help you walk through the transition? Yeah, it's funny because um, when I decided to move to Dubai, it um, it felt like less of a risk than leaving my career almost. Like, as I was saying, it kind of just was one step after the one foot forward after the other. And it just kind of happened. Whereas this... Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I've approached it the right way. I kind of just got fed up with accounting and quit and decided I'll, I'll figure it out as I go. And it hasn't yeah. been as smooth sailing as I had envisioned it to be in my head. Um, and as you were just saying, I could have talked myself out of moving to Dubai. I could have talked myself out of all these things, but, um, this is the one that I'm really struggling to talk myself into staying on this path of not going back to accounting. Um, and I think that having a mentor is crucial during this time. I actually have been working with a lot of, um, I've been working with business coaches. I worked with a career coach. Um, I've, I've just been listening to a lot of podcasts. I find po- I find podcasts actually very, very helpful for my um, mental health during this time and reading books just to, yeah, I feel like there's so many different ways that you can find inspiration. You don't necessarily need a person um, that you can literally talk to. It can be a podcast that you're listening to for someone who's gone through the same thing or a book that's on mindset or whatever. But I do think having the emotional support of someone is so important. And I've really relied on my business coach, I think, to get me through this whole thing. So yes, I agree. And I think, I think that's something for a lot of people is, you know, through com- through conversation or through communication with different people, a lot of people are stuck in that phase of what you just talked about, that transitional phase of, you know, maybe talking themselves out, knowing that they want it, but maybe not knowing how to get there. So is there one thing that really you've leaned on other than your business coach or your different people that you've surrounded yourself with? Is there one book or one podcast episode that you could throw people towards that maybe that was that spark of inspiration for yourself to really 
all right, I'm at this point, but I'm going to keep pushing forward. Yeah, I think I couldn't, I don't think I could put it on one particular book or podcast. Um, For myself, I found, um, I stumbled upon this girl on the internet who basically, um, she has the life that I want like she has the career and she's done what I want to, what I kind of aspire to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, I follow her podcasts and, um, I think that that just, I, th- I think it's valuable to just find someone who's doing what you want to do, who has the results that you are looking to achieve and, um, follow what they do and just try to like get in, in their inner circle, whether it's through their books or podcasts or courses or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that the whoever I look up to is the same person that everyone should look up to. I think it's finding who speaks to you and, and just kind of committing to that person maybe in particular. Um, some of the books that I've really liked are, uh, I love the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and the 4-Hour Workweek were really good for me. And then um, I'm trying to learn more about marketing. So I've been listening to the I Love Marketing podcast. They're really good. So, but yeah, again, it's just... Fic- picking your topic or your inspiration and just going with, with that is what I would recommend. I think. Yeah, of course. And, and that's the amazing thing is, is there is so much content out there that people can find what relates to them. It's just a matter of maybe wading through some of the waters to find that true gem, right? Yeah. Do you obviously think that by following along that person's path, you're not maybe obviously copying to a T, but you're taking the good tidbits out. One of the biggest things that I've heard or I've really tried to direct myself to is success leaves clues. And by following somebody else's success, you're able to maybe go, okay, they went through this struggle or maybe not go through that struggle because they leave a blueprint of how to not go through it. Have you found that reading has really helped you maybe go, what I think I'm up against isn't that big in perspective. A hundred percent. Um, I struggle with so much self doubt and it's like every time I read a book or have a session with my business coach or do a course or, you know, any, or listen to a podcast, it's like it renews my faith in what I'm doing. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's, um, success leaves clues. I really like that, that, um, again, the girl that I follow, she's gone through exactly what I'm going through right now. So when I'm really, really struggling, I kind of just think of like, what, how would she handle this? Or I remind myself that it's worth it. Cause you look at where she's at now and you, and you're like, I can, there's no reason why I can't get there either. And also to just remind yourself that, um, you think that you're up against a lot of competition in any situation when you're trying to put yourself out there and try something, do something really challenging. But the truth is, is that a lot of people don't even try. So the competition is absolutely not as big as you think it is because, um, most people just don't even put the effort into getting to where you are. So if you're, if you're going above and beyond the norm, you're already above ahead of the pack, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Out of all of the, out of all of the things that you've gone through, whether it be the transition of being like, you know what, I'm going to do a job because it's safe or taking the leap to move to a country that you didn't know anybody in or embracing the suck, so to say, 
what do you think the biggest situation of personal growth for yourself has been? Quitting my job. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Um, I feel like I'm going through the growth as we speak. I don't feel like I'm out on the other side yet at, a, at all by any means. Um, I'm still kind of in the stage of frequent mental meltdowns and breakdowns and just wanting to give up. But um, I am truly hopeful that when I find myself and figure out what, what I'm supposed to be doing in my life, um, that will be the biggest accomplishment of my entire existence. I, I feel like yeah, that will be a huge, huge accomplishment because it's definitely been the hardest um, and the scariest and the mo it has the most uncertainty so far of anything that I've ever done before. So yeah, I'm excited to come out on the other side. We'll have another follow-up podcast. With yeah, I absolutely. We would love that. And I, think, <laughs> and I think everybody else would love to hear how things are going as well. Do you, obviously you're a person that's been through it. Do you encourage anybody to reach out to you if they have any questions and so maybe Maybe they're yeah. in that position that you were at five years ago where they're talking themselves in and out of a situation of taking that initial leap. And I, the reason I think obviously it's easier to be a lot more critical and harder on ourselves, but for yourself, you're at that big transitional growth phase. A lot of people are at that beginning step to climb that mountain, but a lot of people don't know how to get there. Would you encourage people to reach out to you via social media and talk about maybe even just small matters of content to be able to maybe emulate to them how they can get the ball rolling. Yes. Uh, that would be so flattering to me if people reached out to me. I've actually had a couple people, um, people that I knew and a few that I, that I hadn't, I've never met or that just, I don't know, found my Instagram and, and sent me a message and um, told me they wanted to move to Dubai or or do something that I'm doing. And I'm so flattered by that. And, um, I also, I guess along the way, of course, there are people that I've kind of followed myself and, um, I can't really think of anyone that I've particularly reached out to. I guess my friends that were already living in Dubai helped me immensely actually. So yeah, I have to give them credit for that. But, um, I think it's, uh, to have a mentor or to have someone that you can ask questions or someone who's done what you want to do is so valuable. And it's completely flattering to me to have someone admire what I've done. And I would love to help anyone who wants to take a risk in their life. Um, I totally encourage it and support it. And if I could be part of someone's big change in their life, I would be so happy to do so. So yes, absolutely. Reach out to me. <laughs> and if you do want to reach out to Janelle, you can reach her at Jen underscore LL on Instagram. I definitely appreciate having you on the show today and you just being very open and raw of sharing your experiences. We'll definitely do a follow-up to catch up with what you're up to, how your diving trip in Mexico goes, and then obviously continuing down the path of growth and finding your niche or finding your passion. Thank you very much for being on today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been yeah, great. It's, it's my pleasure. Hey guys, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I Again, I can't thank Janelle enough for coming on and kind of talking about an area of the world that I personally have experienced for a brief moment, but I've never been able to immerse myself into the culture. So it was a very cool insight into what she's dealt with. And what I really appreciated is, you know, she was willing to say, hey, I was super comfortable in this job. And by leaving it, I found a new level of life. And I really think that for a lot of us, 
Again, as I touched on before the interview, taking that leap is such a huge thing. And she talked about it as well, that once she got into a routine and compounded, the days started going by rather than feeling like they were just dragging on and on and on and on. So I really think that regardless if you're a person that is looking for a new lease on life or you're a person that truly enjoys your life, what's going on, we can always find a way to improve. I would highly recommend checking out the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. That will be linked into the show notes. You can click that link, head on over to Amazon and pick that up for yourself. I personally have read it. I'm just about done. I've got about a chapter and a half left. And I'll definitely be doing a synopsis next week on the whole book. But so far, I've been able to kind of take a step back and really look at my habits and look at the way that I formed my own habits. And I think it's going to help transition and move my life forward in a lot of different ways. Again, I thank you so much for being here. Head on over to Apple and click that comment or like button. Give us a subscription. Give a rating and a review because it helps us grow the show and it helps me to continue spending the word of the limitless possibilities as well as being able to bring on amazing future guests. I'm very excited for the guests that I have coming up. I think that every single one of you guys will be able to find some amazing content from everybody that I interview and that's truly what I want to be able to do. Whether you get inspired or maybe just reassured that you're on a path that is fantastic for yourself or maybe even just pass this on to a friend or family member that maybe is looking for that. Either way, I very much appreciate you being here. Like, follow, and check us out on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on Twitter. And send us a message. Let us know what you think about the episodes. Let us know what you maybe didn't like. Either way, happy to hear from everybody. I hope you all have a great weekend, and I look forward to continuing down the road of limitless possibilities.